This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome. It's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richie. Good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, Ben Glebe, comedian extraordinaire, BenGlebe.com, Rebel HQ contributor, remarkable human being. Should be a fascinating breakdown. Top story of the day, former President Donald Trump calls the African-American male district attorney an animal for following the law. And other Republicans are now calling for the indictment of the DA in Manhattan for what? For following the law. Let's dig into it. Let's put up the post, the full mass. There it is. Donald Trump said, and I quote, why won't Bragg, talking about DA Bragg out of Manhattan, drop this case? Everybody says there is no crime here. I did nothing wrong. It was all made up. By a convicted nut job. Did not know that was a crime to be a nut job, but obviously a convicted nut job with zero credibility who has been disputed by highly respected professionals at every turn. Bragg refuses to stop despite overwhelming evidence. To the contrary, he is a Soros backed animal who just doesn't care about right or wrong, no matter how many people are hurt. This is no legal system. This is the Gestapo. This is Russia and China, but worse, disgraceful. Let me opine on the first message here from Donald Trump. Obviously, a racist trope comparing the district attorney to an animal, and then saying we have no justice system. Well, that's to give his followers. Freedom to trample over it, to not respect it. He said the very same thing about democracy, rule of law, the election. Same tactic, different element, there's more. He goes on to say, everybody knows I'm 100% innocent, including Bragg. But he doesn't care, he is just carrying out the plans of the radical left lunatics. Our country is being destroyed as they tell us to be peaceful, exclamation. All of the coded language, all of the dog whistle, what is this leading up to? It is leading to this, Donald Trump wants a standoff with the United States of America. And if you don't realize that's what's happening, you are a fool. Trump is going to burn the whole damn thing down if you let him get power again. McConnell knows this, he said it during an interview. But McConnell failed to mention 
You gave the man the matches and the gasoline. We did not. We told you not to give him power. We told you to keep him away from actual power. You refused to listen. You created the Frankenstein monster and now you're acting as if this is not your design. I'm talking to, I'm talking to the mainstream Republicans who are acting so offended by the activity of Donald Trump. Trump is your creation. Senator Rand Paul, what do you think he said? He ripped into the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, on Tuesday over his handling of the criminal investigation into Donald Trump that might lead to the former president being indicted. A Trump indictment would be a disgusting abuse of power. The DA should be put in jail. Uh, Wait a minute, in jail for what? In jail for following the law? What statutory code did the DA break? Now remember, this does not come down to a singular individual. They would like to contextualize it as if DA Bragg is the only one involved in the prosecution or investigation of this case. Typically, the elected DA is not involved in any of it. They come much later. They do set direction and policy for the office. You have multiple investigators from prosecutors to actual police certified detectives who work for that office. You also have a grand jury element, those are citizens. You see, while the elected official is absolutely in charge of the office, there are many moving parts. These moving parts all are moving in the same direction. There's more, Paul is the latest Republican to accuse Bragg of leading a politically motivated investigation into the 76 year old former president who is accusing, who is accused, excuse me, of directing of hush money to porn star Stormy Daniels. This was in 2016. In exchange for her silence in the alleged 2006 affair. House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan out of Ohio, a Republican of course, and Oversight Chairman James Comer, another Republican, Kentucky, wrote to the Democratic Manhattan DA on Monday, calling his plans to charge Trump an unprecedented abuse of prosecutorial authority. The two lawmakers stopped short of Paul's demand that Bragg be jailed, but asked the prosecutor to hand over documents and testify about what plainly appears to be a politically motivated prosecution of the ex commander and chief. Are there political elements involved in the prosecution of Donald Trump? Yes. Does it mean that Donald Trump did not break the law, it's not what it means. Donald Trump broke the law, broke the law in many ways. There are multiple investigations. I believe there's actually already an indictment under seal. Why is it that individuals who would typically proclaim that everyone needs to be responsible for their own action, especially when they wax poetic about poor black youth, and how they are responsible for their own activity. This world is what you make it. You gotta pull yourself up by your bootstrap. What happened to that crowd as it relates to the responsibility factor of Donald Trump himself? It is as if they changed their ethical and moral compass in order to never judge him adversely. All right, Ben, thoughts on this whole saga? 
It does seem like it's that case that you just laid out there at the end, Doc. It's because they are hypocrites of the highest order and spineless jellyfish that are afraid yeah. of an orange man that <laughs> is in charge for some reason of their souls, their minds, their bodies, their everything. That seems to be the case for damn near 50% of the country. Uh, Ron Paul must be so disappointed in Rand Paul. Yeah. Ron Paul's campaign slogan being love and Rand Paul defending this hateful monster at every turn over and over again. and. It's barely coded language anymore that Trump's using. He's not the most artful code maker of all. I right. don't need the best code breakers to figure out what he means by they're destroying our country as they tell us to be peaceful. They're destroying the country, but they want us to be peaceful, wink, wink. I mean, it's clear as day. It's just like when he was holding a press conference when he was in office just a month or two before the the transition of power and was asked, do you promise a peaceful transfer of power? Oh, just the very basic, the very minimum our country always has 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 assured and delivered. And he literally said, I don't promise that at all, we'll have to wait and see. We'll mm-hmm. have to wait and see and then unleash an insurrection on his own government, on our own country. And luckily, luckily, it just seems that at least the fervor is waning. When he calls for protesting last Tuesday and 50 people show up and pretend it was supposed to be more and pretend also they were vetting people so that there wouldn't be more and the excuses start raining in. Surely if he does indeed get arrested, the numbers will be bigger, but it's just good to be able to point out the idiots and yeah. learn who we need to discredit their opinions when it comes to the public square. Yeah, there you go. The numbers are definitely smaller this go round for Donald Trump. All right, an 11 year old child duct taped by the teacher. Put up the picture for a mass here. This is not the first story like this we've reported on. So sad, a North Carolina mother was extremely shocked when she received a selfie from her 11 year old son during school, showing his mouth duct taped shut. A punishment, he says, came from one of his teachers at Smithfield Middle School. Let me get into the details. Catherine Webster admitted her son Brady can be talkative and a class clown. But the teacher's actions at Smithfield Middle School has her distraught. On the 14th of February, she got a selfie from a son inside of the school, which showed painter's tape stuck across the sixth grader's face. Here is the text. Child sent his mother expressing, he didn't know what to do. Look at this, I don't know what to do. The mother responds, what is that? Who did that? Who did that? Is that tape? I'm on my way. Just layer after layer, there are or there were some pieces that went right up to his lower eyelid, Webster said. The child says his English and language arts teacher put the tape there. So I showed the principal the photo and she took us to her office, Webster said. 
From there, an investigation within the school system began. The child says this isn't the first time he's been silenced in this way. It had been going on, you know, about two months, and it had happened to several kids in the classroom. And sometimes the tapes, sometimes she tapes some kids' wrists together. Sometimes she tapes their mouth, the mother said. Brady told his mother he was humiliated and he was afraid to speak out or speak up because he didn't want to question his teacher. Johnston County Schools said the teacher who was just hired in August 2022 resigned February 17th. This took place on the 14th, okay? Just days after the photo was text. The school system also added in a statement, and I quote, we can confirm that whatever such allegations arise, our administration responds swiftly by investigating the allegations and sometimes by removing staff from classrooms pending completion of a thorough review. All right, well, good for you. In addition to that, what happened was illegal. It is called unwanted physical contact, simple battery, maybe even battery. And it is battery against who? A minor. Did you bring in the local police to run a congruent investigation with this level of abuse happening right inside of your school system? And if it has been happening for a period of at least two months with multiple children, you mean to tell me that nobody was aware this woman was going around taping children as if she was arresting them or putting tape over their mouths? What in the hell is going on here? Now, at least there was a swift get this person out of a classroom action. That is a good sign. As far as where this goes from here, we do not know yet. But it is dangerous when proper documentation is not affixed to something this heinous. The person is able to get a job in another jurisdiction. I'm not saying the woman should not work. But she definitely should not work around kids, right? Being thoughts here. I think hopefully this person moves into a job as a painter. Seems more the calling. <laughs> right. To give any benefit of the doubt to the teacher, maybe she was just using painter's tape on the kid's mouth so she could get clean lines when she painted the rest of his face. I mean, there is no <laughs> excuse. There is no explanation for paint. I was the kid in in, in class who was the class comedian. And who never stopped talking. And if a teacher ever put their hands on me, let alone tape my whole mouth shut, there would have been hell to pay. A, I would have kept talking through the tape, but B, there would have been hell to pay. Yeah. It is. It went on for two months. She was duct taping the the wrists of students as well. So now this teacher believed that she had arresting powers. Sure, that's what teachers need is to be able to perform citizen's arrest and detain and handcuff students with painter's tape. That is just wild and yeah, very good that the teacher got removed, but almost two months too late. Yeah, and listen, we don't know if it went deeper than that, but the kids experience was two months. Um, Hopefully there's an exhaustive investigation, more information will come. All right, 
Tall tales, long lies being told by Giuliani. Now, old Rudy says, you know, George Soros tried to stop my airplane. This is like a James Bond movie, he's explaining. Here it is. When we made our trip to Ukraine, I almost got almost got arrested, almost got killed, almost got caught by Soros. Soros. I, I haven't asked you Soros, enough questions about this Soros, trip. Soros tried to figure out how we were leaving to cut off. To cut off, we got a private plane. He's going to cut it off. We we were originally on a plane the next morning, and we knew they were going to cause trouble at the airport. They were going to cause trouble with our visa, cause trouble yeah. with this, cause trouble with that. So we rented a private plane that night, but we didn't realize he controls the private airport. And he found out that we rented the plane, but he couldn't get there on time. And literally, our plane is taken off. It's like right out of Casablanca, and his car is. Actually, she saw him. Yeah, the car pulls up as she's coming through the through the uh, path, uh, the, the pathway for, for the, the jetway, yeah. yeah. And she says, it, it, I thought she was exaggerating. I think they got a picture of the car. And she said, uh, I saw it in the car. Was it actually him? Yeah. Oh, the old man was in the car. That's what she said. Oh, man. I didn't realize it was actually him. I we had some very, very substantial. But you took off before they could get you, right? we had some very substantial security. Boy, you left out the best part of the story. So you see the car pulling up. You guys are just boarding on the plane. You had to hurry up. Right, tell right. that part of the story. They had to hurry up to take off because they're trying to. Yeah, they're trying. To, they're trying to stop us. They're yeah. trying to come out on the. On, they're trying to come out on the jetway. I think our pilot would have. What? Yeah, you gotta tell that part. That's the part. Yeah, that's the part we gotta know. That was, it would have been an international incident. Yeah, you know, senior abuse is a real thing. What they're doing with Giuliani is abusive. Now, he's signing up for it. Uh, they are rolling him out as a clown show to get ratings, let him say ridiculous stories. Now, did this happen? I highly doubt it. Come on. Given the track record of Giuliani, here it is. Well, that's so silly because it's somebody's version of the truth, not the truth. He didn't have a, a conversation. Truth is about, truth. I, I don't mean to go like. I, no, I it isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. The president of the United States says, I didn't. Truth isn't I, truth. Mr. Mayor, do you realize what I, I, I no, I, no, no, this is going to become a bad don't, don't do, don't do, don't do this to me. Don't do truth uh, isn't truth Trump to me. Having something to do with paying some Stormy Daniels woman 130000 I mean, which is going to turn out to be. Perfectly legal. That money was not campaign money. So, so they, they funneled it through the law firm. Funneled through the law firm, and the president repaid it. Oh, I didn't know he did. Yeah. There's no campaign finance law. Zero. When I heard uh, Cohen's uh, retainer of 35000 when he was doing no work for the president, mm. I said, but that's how he's repaying. That's how, we, how's he, how he's repaying it. And when I came in, I changed crime. I literally turned over the city with 1,500 less murders than was given to me. And 75% of those people were black people. And I really feel like I've saved more black lives than any mayor in history of any place. Who's the puppeteer? Who are, who's pulling Alvin Bragg's strings? Is it Soros? Is it Obama? Is it both? Maybe, maybe both. I mean, first of all, Soros has got about 40 or 50 of these running around America. It's one of the reasons why the last two years we had record levels of murder in the Soros cities. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here's my handle, here's my spout. When I get all steamed up, hear me shout. Tip me over and pour me out. 
I'm a very special teapot. Yes, it's true. I thought I was going to feel bad about this segment. I feel very good. That was great. Background on the tall tale. Rudy Giuliani traveled, yes, to Ukraine. This was in 2019. Brought back a tall tale about liberal billionaire George Soros that he was recorded sharing in a podcast appearance that made his way to the internet on Wednesday night. Recall that Giuliani's Ukraine visit, which included a stop off in Budapest, was to speak with prosecutors in Kyiv for a documentary series meant to bolster unproven and debunk claims of corruption. That didn't really work. CNN explained at the time that refers to Trump's failed efforts to blackmail Ukrainian President Zelensky into giving him dirt on then Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden, an American citizen, which led to his first impeachment. Giuliani regaled his anecdote alongside Christina Bob, one of Trump's defense attorneys for Fulton County. DA's office, Bonnie Willis, is looking into questions about Trump's attempt to overturn the 2020 election. Bob is also involved in an ongoing classified documents at Mar-a-Lago saga. United States Justice Department counsel Jack Smith believes that Trump misled his attorneys about the materials that he had in his possession. Um, that will be the next attorney disbarred, by the way. It is interesting to me uh, that Giuliani, after all of the suffering he's done because of his affiliation with Donald Trump, he still continues to be that same person. You know, I thought at one time maybe it was Trump that transformed Giuliani. But I'm thinking Giuliani was always this person now, 100%, nothing changed. He just did a good job, not allowing us to know the true him. Now, everything is exposed. Ben, thoughts here? Giuliani has always been a piece of garbage. He had a couple of years where he had some respect as America's mayor just because 9 11 happened to happen on his watch, which. Yeah. You could even argue wasn't a positive on on his watch, but he was able to walk around the rubble and act like he was in charge of stuff. But for other than that brief period, he's always been a piece of garbage. Yeah. His his best moment was probably a Saturday Night Live sketch where Trump grabbed his boobs. That was um, that was probably the moral yeah. high point and the fan and the the class high point of his life. Uh, He's a, he's a complete idiot, he's a complete pathological liar. I don't feel bad for him one iota. This man is complicit in treason. He is trying yeah. to help bring down this government and this country every day that he still supports Trump and with lies. Let me quote for you in words how he told this obviously very true story. Quote, yeah, the car, she told she told me that, yeah, the car pulls up as she's coming through the uh, uh path. Uh, the pathway from the doorway. I thought she was exaggerating. I think she got a picture of the car. She said, sorry, sorry, I was in the car, Giuliani continued. Uh, sounds like a story that really happened. I also have to quote you a couple of hilarious users that left comments on this story. Kalen from Texas, I want some of what he's on. Yes. Q Publican F word wrote, of all the things that never happened, this never happened the most. <laughs> and Justice Now says, I seem to remember this goes back a few years. So a 90 year old, fabulously wealthy guy drove a car onto the airport tarmac trying to block an airplane, Hollywood star, Hollywood stunt style. Okay, bud. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
unbelievable like to think Soros. Batman. Yeah, he's Batman, exactly right. right. He's speeding himself onto the, someone's gotta introduce me to George Soros. <laughs> I'm Jewish, I'm a liberal, I want some of this money he's given everybody. I want one of his one of his special conveyor belts, utility belts that can repel me down buildings. I wanna be everywhere all at once like this Soros guy. Yeah. I keep hearing so much about, but he's probably somewhere in a rocking chair eating fruit. I just want to drive the Batmobile. Yes. That's it. All right. All right. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back. We have a lot of show left before. I get into these comments. Let's go to Ben Glee. What you got coming up, man? I have a never ending stream of comedy shows. If any of your audience wants to see me be pretty much the exact opposite of how I am on Indisputable, <laughs> you get to see my weekend self let loose right. on Glebe off the top, crowd work and improvised madness. My once a month virtual show I do at Nowhere Comedy. It's a virtual comedy club. Anywhere in the world you can get a ticket right now. It's just $10 early bird prices at nowherecomedy.com or benglebe.com. You get to be part of my virtual community, become one of the mad ones. Join us in Madtown where we control the madness, not be beholden to the madness being thrown at us by the real world constantly. So just get a ticket right now and come join the fun. I guarantee you'll get a lot of laughs on the Saturday early evening. And I co-guarantee that uh, and everybody, we gotta have balance, okay? So this is a part of our balance, being glee. It's a lot of pressure there, Ben, but I'm sure you're up for it, my friend. Always. All right, got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? So let me say this, um, racist AF Karen. I don't mean to judge your economic situation, but by the looks of the kind of car you drove off in, it may be advantageous, madam, for you to become an advocate against the people who subscribe to white supremacy at the highest levels of government. Because they do not pass laws that will help you get a better vehicle. They pass laws so that you can remain where you are, not moving forward. That's why it is better to have coalitions. But you can continue to 
not only vote against your own self-interest, but provide commentary against your own self-interest because of your hate for black people. All right, Ben, thoughts here? It's astounding how these racists are never classy individuals. They're never <laughs> folks with fancy suit jackets or ball gowns. <laughs> They're sitting there with their cutoff shorts and their swastika tattoos by their crotch, eating All a right. bowl of chili, sitting there saying how they're better than other people. Your babies are different, she shouts. Are you referring to the skin color? Because other than that, they're the same. And the skin color is just color. Yeah. It's just color. <laughs> What's that got to do with the worth of someone's character? How does somebody stare at a human being and say, I'm better than you because I'm drinking I'm drinking chili out of a mug out in the middle of the day with a swastika emblazoned on my body in my beat up car, half on the curb, half on the street, yelling how I'm better than somebody with a car so beat up, it almost matches her entire demeanor. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Wild. Man, I almost, I almost fell out the chair on that one. All right, put up a picture full mask. Um, I want to say this in all seriousness, all right? Um, I had the great pleasure of hosting some members of the Armenian government, the Republic of Armenia. And we talked frankly about race. And I'm saying this to the young lady, if I can call her that, on the screen. Um, in that conversation, because every region has elements of racism, in that conversation, it was noted that in nature, there's a variation in everything. Nothing in nature exists as the exact same as something else, does not exist. We appreciate nature in its variety. We don't look at a bouquet of flowers and say one flower is more superior than the other. We don't drive down the street and see trees and say that tree is superior than the other. We appreciate nature in all of its beauty. Our differences are an expression of nature also. That is it, our differences are the expressions of nature. All right, we got more. Um, it is a shocker to many, a Christian filmmaker pleads guilty. Let's put his picture up full mask, to what? Soliciting underage children. Stephen Paul Greason, 68 years of age, pleaded guilty to a criminal attempt to commit online solicitation with a minor. That is a class four felony, okay? Within his agreement, you gotta hear this agreement. He will register as a sex offender in the state of Colorado and five years in the state's sex Offender Intensive Supervision Program. Now, what is that? The Christian filmmaker was arrested in September for allegedly attempting to pay an undercover El Paso County detective to engage in sexual act with a 14 year old girl. He was able to enter this plea, according to the arrest affidavit. Greason made contact with the undercover officer on September 7th. And despite being informed twice that the age of the girl was 14, you agreed to pay 
$170 for sex. K, I can be there in 20 minutes, Grayson wrote to the detective to confirm. After arriving at the address given by the undercover detective, Grayson was arrested by authorities with $180 in his pocket, according to the affidavit. Court records shows he was originally arrested on suspicion of three charges. One, inducement of child prostitution. Two, patronizing a prostituted child and sexual assault on a child. He was released from El Paso County Jail after posting a $35,000 bond. Greeson operated two Christian film companies in Monument Exploration Films Distribution and Real Productions LLC and is considered a veteran, a veteran of the Jesus movement. 1970s era music scene, all right? Uh, that's according to the article from Ministry Watch. Greaser was among 12 men arrested in 2020 through an undercover operation, investigative efforts by the Colorado Springs Police Department and El Paso County Sheriff's Office, Joint Internet Crimes Against Children Unit, and special agents from the US Department of Homeland Security. Uh, so naturally, if he's willing to take out 170 bucks, actually 180, to meet a minor for the purposes of having what he thought to be a sexual encounter. No one is going to assume this is his first time. There has to be a history here that has not been uncovered with this Christian filmmaker, part of the Jesus movement. Is it not ironic that routinely when we see stories like this, the individuals at the center of the investigation tend to have positions or authority that are connected or that may be connected to their faith or their proclaimed faith. Remember I told you before, be vigilant because there are individuals who will place themselves in positions of trust just to operate as a monster. All right, Ben, thoughts here. What can you say when facing disgusting evil like this? I mean. All, all that keeps sticking in my head is the way that some evil monsters justify their behavior. Like he brought 180 bucks when the agreed price was 170. He probably thought, I'm gonna be a good guy and tip $10 yep. for having sex with a minor child. I mean, what a disgusting human being. And I try hard not to judge people on their looks either. But if we could take a look one more time quickly at this guy, if I'm allowed to call for full mask. <laughs> yes, you, you can. had to choose good, good Christian man or pedophile. Which of the two would you put him into the bucket of? If you had in a quick movement to yeah. decide which one that guy gets into, I mean, you can't be surprised by looking at the dude. Also, they need to move, maybe move the police bug on the corner of that image that makes it look like he's wearing a police uniform. I think that's just a logo on the image and yeah. not on his shirt. But that doesn't look right. Police don't need that on their image. They already have enough trouble these days. But thank God there are people out there that are fighting this kind of madness, that are fighting this kind of evil because otherwise it goes unchecked. And God forbid it if that was a real 14-year-old, not an undercover operation, you know? Yep, that's right. Damaging children, worst thing you can do in this land. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable stick and stay.
All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Let me read some of these comments and continue. Now, remember, membership, big deal. Uh, when we say members make TYT possible, we mean it, all right? Uh, it's not hyperbole. We literally could not do this without you. Every membership matters, starting at only $4.99. It makes a huge impact, helps us deliver bold and progressive live commentary. I want you to become a member today. Go to YouTube or tyt.com forward slash join to sign up. A lot of comments, we'll read as many as I can. All right, it says, Jay Miller, never trust those who wear their religion on their sleeve. That is becoming more and more true by the minute, I agree with you. Um, YouTube member, Trump calls black man DA an animal. Meredith Putvin, uh, Relina Dragon says, Alvin Bragg, sent a scathing response to Jim Jordan citing jurisdiction and the 10th amendment. He did, I thought it was well said and he showed no fear at all. Octo Squiddies, no way Ben, this dude definitely looks like the sort of guy who would ask to change back from a minor he's trying to solicit. <laughs> Wrong point, Wrong point. Damn, oh. all right. All right, so this is called police corruption. A third of an entire police department indicted, a third. We have much more detail today. Put up the picture full mask. Now, you may be saying, wait a minute, doc. This must be a very small police division, police department. No, a third of the East Cleveland Police Department has been indicted on various charges related to criminal police misconduct. Over the past seven months, 16 officers have been charged with crimes, including the department's former police chief, Scott Gardner, whom you're looking at. I'm going to give you a hell of a background. In September, five East Cleveland cops were charged with crimes. Among that number was Scott Gardner, the former police chief who was not on multiple counts of theft and fraud. The current move identified 11 more officers who exploited the power of the badge while policing. So many officers have now been indicted and accused of dishonoring the department. Only two dozen officers remain eligible to work and hell, they could be indicted soon too. Last week, let's put it up. We covered the police body cam footage that was released during a violation of a citizen's civil rights, including kicking, stomping, and excessively beating suspects in custody, sometimes while the detainees are handcuffed on their knees and complying with officers. None of it mattered to these cops. They were going to act in a criminal manner. The feds maintain the department is written with corruption and has tortured the residents they were sworn to serve and protect. The current indictments have been fueled by over 30 incidents that happened between June 2018 and July 2022. And names John Hartman, Nicholas Foti, Ian McKinney, Kyle Wood, Tyler Munson, Brian Stoll, and Larice Manns, also indicted were Brian Parks, Daniel Toomer, Tristan Homan, 
and Trey DeHart Robinson as bad actors within the East Cleveland Police Department. Holman, who is currently a rookie cop, a rookie officer in the El Rio Police Department was fired after his misconduct charges with East Cleveland were released on Wednesday. That's according to the Chronicle. El Rio Safety Service Director Matt Lundy said the charges were so disturbing the city immediately started proceedings in his employment. Online records show Holman with the other 10 will be arraigned in Common Pleas Court on Tuesday, March 28th. Now, let's put him up, the city of El Rio. This is interesting. The police chief, William Pelco said, and I quote, we at the police department do not condone or tolerate this behavior. With that said, we have had discussions with the city to move towards the termination of Officer Holman. We're good for them. Now, you all are supposed to be detectives. How come you didn't know this when you hired him? Did you talk to the previous department? Or did you just accept whatever the officer said on the application is true? Did you inquire with the previous department? You see, if we would have already had the George Floyd Policing and Accountability Act in place, the information about this officer would have been available not only to the police department he ended up working at later, but to us, the citizens. It's a game changer. A game changer we simply do not have, but we should. All right, Ben, thoughts here? You're exactly right to to remind people about the still unpassed George Floyd Accountability and Policing Act. It's just mind boggling again how you've got a government in this country that isn't able to even rubber stamp something as obvious as that. There should be a bill that comes up. Here's accountability in policing. You know, the people who keep being caught being unaccountable and being far too violent and taking advantage of their office, we just don't make them accountable. Oh Yeah, we're cool with that, bipartisan. Almost every single person votes for it. No, the opposite, yep. it's partisan. Republicans for some reason are against accountability and policing because it helps keep people of color down, it helps keep people in lower economic status down so they get to keep more of the money for themselves. That's the way it always goes. And it still boggles the mind how police officers, they already are given a gun, they already are given a badge and the ability to enforce the law. That's not badass enough for them. They have to also abuse the power and imagine, God forbid, what is happening to those that don't have body cameras. Thank goodness for body cameras that at least can hold these people accountable. They're doing it with cameras on them. I mean, that's that's the most insane thing you have to remember. They're being filmed, they know they're being filmed and they still do it. You should be fired from life, let alone from a police department. It is insane. We will continue to follow this story because Ben, I believe more cops are going to be indicted. All right, black teenager goes to buy shampoo, he gets basically arrested by the security set upon for nothing, all right? Uh, let me go ahead and bring you this full mask, put up the picture. Earlier this week in West Sussex, UK, 
a black 15 year old was pinned to the ground and handcuffed by who? A store security guard when he attempted to purchase shampoo. He was one of two children detained at a super drug branch in Chichester. On Wednesday by civilian security staff before being arrested by the police. According to the mother of the child, the boys were followed into the shop when my son went to buy some shampoo. My son was joking with the security guards about why they were following him when they snapped. They grabbed his arm, threw him on the floor, sat on him and tied his hands with plastic handcuffs. They pulled his arms up and my son was screaming that it hurt. She claims the 15 year old was arrested. Police didn't tell her where he was for several hours. The child was released the following morning. There's more. The police spokesman said in a statement, and I quote, we are aware of a video circulating on social media of a teenager being detained by civilian security staff. Police were called to the store in East Street shortly after 3.30 PM to reports of a group of teenagers involved in an altercation. A shop worker also reported being assaulted. Officers attended the scene and three teenagers had been detained by civilian security staff. A 15 year old child from Worthing and a 16 year old child from Chichester were arrested by police on suspicion of assault. Suspicion of assault. The mother refused the claims. My son is 5'7", he's 100 pounds soaking wet. He's a skinny lad, the mom continued. He gets harassed pretty regularly and stopped by police pretty regularly. I cannot believe this and I am so upset and I'm disgusted by their behavior. I'm white and when people talk about black people lived experiences, I see that through the eyes of my son. She continued to see your son go through what he's uh, and he that he's such a lovely, brilliant and fun loving kid. And it's just grinding him down and I can't protect him from it. This is the last straw and that is why I put on Twitter because I don't want, I don't know what else to do. Stop doing this to my child. He goes to school, he's a few weeks away from doing this. He's just a little boy, goes out with his mates and has a lovely girlfriend. Um, And this is a permeation of not only biased behavior, but also behavior that is hyper aggressive. Behavior that says, how dare you give me a question? I am the authority, it is insane. They have no actual defining lines between adults and children. You would treat a child that way who has done nothing criminal. All right, Ben, thoughts here. I I don't know, I'd like to take a different opinion. I think it's great that civilian staff are allowed to arrest people on suspicion of doing something bad and sit on them like they're a bench and detain them and put plastic cuffs on them. It seems reasonable. Plus, this young man, what was he doing buying shampoo and not conditioner? You want to get both at the same time. That's right. So I feel like he was probably asking for it. And obviously, that's a very stupid thing I'm saying because how egregious and how terrible. I mean, these kids were going into a store called Superdrug and they just bought shampoo when they very well could have just by the name could have purchased Superdrugs. So 
just getting some cleaning supplies seems like a very upstanding thing to do. And they should have been thanked, gotten some points on their super drug, super drug buyer max card and headed home. Yeah, That's not the reality we're living in these days because life bonkers, it's on its side. And no matter apparently even if you're across the pond, you're still subject to this based on the color of your skin. So it's uh, terrible to know that nothing's changing. Yeah, and the corporation needs to say something. This needs to be responded to by the corporation itself. All right, we have more on the other side. It's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Let me read a few of these comments. I gotta be quick. Okay, uh, C. Michael Henson, thank you, C. Michael. So much for the argument of only a few bad apples in policing. One or two cops is a few bad apples, but one third of the force. Good cops need to step up and condemn the corrupt ones, even police chiefs. There you go. That's right, I agree 100%. All right, and Twitch, Chipmunk PDX. Some reason the police chief looks like he should be on a pawn shop reality show, and that may be where he lands um, after the indictment. Okay, a package thief uses a toddler to steal packages from people's homes. I kid you not, damn shame. Put it up, full mass here. Getting the children involved. In Georgia, excuse me. <laughs> this is so insane. All right. In Georgia, a Stockbridge woman is asking for the public's help to identify a young female and toddler who were caught on her doorbell camera stealing packages. All right. A teenage girl is seen coming up the stairs with with two or three year old in her uh, with her. The teenager saw the camera while the toddler went to pick up the package. Okay. All right. The teenager saw the camera. Toddler went and pick up the package. After sending the little girl to grab the package, the teen then dug down. And grabbed a second packet. The packages were taken off of this young lady. Her name is Adriana. It was her doorstep. Adriana believes the girls may live at the complex. She hopes someone will recognize them and intervene before they find themselves in real trouble. Linda Jackson, that is the mother in law, said on social media. This could be a babysitter taking a child around to steal and the parents may not know about it. Hopefully it's not the parents or sister or aunt. Hopefully it's not them. Gaither said she filed a police report with the Henry County PD. Um, this is one of the most insane things I have seen. Uh, now this is uh, a local news story out of Metro Atlanta. Okay, so you understand the area. But literally, it seems to be um, a one-two combination. Now, the toddler probably believes this is some type of game. 
the mother was right. There's absolutely no telling if this is a child being manipulated by somebody like a babysitter or maybe a member of the family. Uh, but we know now uh, this is not only wrong, this could be dangerous. What if this teenager goes to a particular home with this scheme? The people at that home, they are not as friendly as let's say some other neighbors may be. And the impossible, the, the unthinkable happens. Well, here's an opportunity to stop it, all right? Um, so naturally, uh, the woman who had her product stolen, she's more concerned about making sure this doesn't happen in the future than in simply getting her things back or prosecuting this as a crime. She wants to make sure this toddler and the team is safe. Ben, thoughts here? I see this very differently. I think it's clear as day that the toddler's the mastermind here. <laughs> I mean, think about it for a minute. Teenagers typically lazy, they just like to stay home on TikTok all day. Who loves packages? Toddlers, who always wants to rip open a package. Give me package, package. I think it was concocted by a package hungry toddler that needed to commit to a life of crime. And I think it's great when kids find their direction early in life mm. and they get to know what it's like to start their own business, the trials and tribulations. You might steal a package and there's not any child or toddler friendly food in there. Maybe it's something you got to assemble and they learn that life's not easy. So I hope we can track this toddler down, get them in a business class, maybe some sort of entrepreneurial skills workshop, and maybe they can turn off of the life of crime onto a life of starting toddler-based businesses. All right, that's hilarious. The toddler is the possible mastermind. It's a theory of the crime. It may actually be promoted right. in the court of law at some point. All right, officials tried to remove the wrong black man from a proceeding. Let me first take you to the video, here it is. It is widely recognized by the vast majority of experts that bringing CRT into the K-12 classroom is just as outlandish as bringing calculus to the first grade classroom. Neither idea is viable or credible, therefore it is asinine to ban CRT when it isn't even taught in any K through 12 classroom in the United States of America. Your continued blatant, willful ignorance of the black experience in this country is not only shameful, but also detrimental to the education and growth of our children. If I, don't, if I feel that way, why don't I get out of the country? Kelly. My family. Sir, that's your first warning. The second warning, you'll be, you'll be asked to leave. If 
you would like, the whole auditorium can leave. That's the way we're going to conduct. Joe, that is Joe. We need order in the building, or I'll let everybody leave. I object to that. All right, if this ten minute woman recess. said that to him, ten minute recess. she needs to be excused. I'm going to explain what happened. It was actually a beautiful thing. The brother spoke truth, 100% unfiltered truth. Put up his picture full mass. California School District, a workshop on critical race theory became somewhat chaotic after a woman apparently told a black male to leave the country. And the board's president called for the man to be removed. The event came after the Temecula Valley Unified School District's governing board voted to ban something that's not taught, critical race theory. The decision in December sparked protest from students, educators, and community members. The reason it sparked protest is because they knew they were simply trying to stop teachers from being able to teach true history. Wednesday's workshop, black member of the public named Dion stood up to deliver comments expressing how deeply disappointed he was by the board's decision to bring in a panel of so-called experts on critical race theory. Dion added that CRT was not even taught in K through 12 classrooms. Now let's put up some of the members. You have Steven Schwartz. Board member told Newsweek that as Dion finished speaking and was leaving the podium, a white woman to the right, you're looking at her there, made a comment to the effect that he should get out of the country. He responded to her and the audience became angry. Let's put up the board president, Dr. Joseph Komrowski. Dr. Joe told Dion that he was being given a first warning and would be asked to leave if given a second. Once again, no words for the woman who told him to get out of the country. Board member Allison Barkley also spoke with Newsweek to say she objected to the man's removal. She could be heard saying in the video, if this woman said that to him, she needs to be excused. The woman was later asked to leave, Schwartz said. The meeting devolved into chaos and the board president declared a recess, he added. Barclay said she had asked Komrowski to also remove the woman who had made the horrible remark to the man. Meanwhile, an anti-CRT panelist who attended the event took to Twitter to spread misinformation about what occurred. Uh, now, this is Dr. Wu, PhD. Dr. Wu says uh, the mob just disrupted USD CRT workshop with a pro 1619 public commenter getting extremely confrontational and the other shouting 
as a racist panel, shouting us as a racist panel. The two union back trustees then conveniently protested by leaving the meeting without a quorum. Link here. Additionally, a district trustee, Jen Wiersma, had recently shared this video on Instagram blaming black people for their own enslavement. All right, for their own enslavement. Let's go to the video. Here it is. I had the chance to go to the district office and participate in a focus group on critical race theory with Chris Aaron leading the discussion. He went through the academia of it, the roots, the history, and then how it's applicable to our classroom. Interestingly, there was someone there who clearly had the opinion that it is a-okay to be in a class where, for example, white students feel the shame of their patriarchy. She pretty much argued for the fact that because of our historical past, they should be made to feel uncomfortable, feel some of that guilt. I find that disingenuous and a flawed way of thinking because this is the thing. If you look at all of history, every skin color has both been a slave and owned a slave. Black slave traders actually sold their people and trafficking still goes on today. It's all wrong on every level. Now, I am all for discussions that aren't censored. However, it is important for our students in a classroom to not feel like they're the oppressed or the oppressor. That is dividing within an ideology that does not educate. So let's talk about true history, but then let's talk about how important it is to develop one's character moving forward, appreciating other people's ethnicities and realizing here in America, in, in the last 50 years, we have made great strides in breaking through issues of racism. I would um, love to have you, madam, on the bullpen. So let's go ahead and get that invitation out today. I got some education for you, if you're up for it. All right, obviously, uh, once again, uh, CRT, not taught in K through 12 education. Very simple, very simple statement, okay? Not taught. I thought he made a great analogy. I've actually made a similar analogy before. To say CRT is the same as Teaching that slavery is real, that slavery existed, that the KKK was an oppressive racist organization. To say it's the same is like saying math and calculus are the exact same thing. Critical race theory is an advanced theoretical construct meant for advanced level collegiate studies. I did not learn critical race theory until probably 2016. So the dynamic of well, we are going to stop this CRT move, doesn't exist. What are they stopping? They want control over teachers teaching one element of history. They don't want teachers teaching the truth about racism in America, how it started, how it continued, and how it permeates today. Those are the things they don't want. Now, you have to ask yourself why. This is not simply about them feeling guilty because they don't. The mere fact that they support legislation in order to limit a teacher's ability to teach shows you this is not about guilt. This is about comfort. They don't want to feel uncomfortable. That's it. They don't want to feel uncomfortable. And there's another dynamic involved. You see, children are the future problem solvers of any nation, of any nation. And when they solve or resolve or remedy a problem, they must also find who was the catalyst or originator of that problem. 
The children today are in a position to judge the adults of today as well. And so the adults of today, like Governor Ron DeSatan, they are hell bent on creating a system that makes a child believe no problem ever existed. This is not about saving children, this is about saving themselves. All right, Ben, thoughts here. <laughs> I, I mean, I still think that we should ban something that doesn't exist in <laughs> a context where it doesn't happen. Sure, they don't teach CRT K through 12, but we should ban it. And you make the great point that the real truth is about keeping white people from feeling uncomfortable. And they always, when they go on these rants, they miss the very important, very obvious point that that is the whole point. Yeah. Is to make white people feel uncomfortable. Why? Just to punish them out of the clear blue sky? No, because black people feel uncomfortable. Mm. Many days, most days, sometimes every day existing in this country that has not yet righted the wrongs, it has not yet made amends and fully understood our racist past and the racism that still exists today. So one of the only ways you can start to unravel that is by some discomfort for white people so they can start understanding Wow, this is what it must be like. That's what it takes in life to start understanding is when you have some sort of personal experience to understand it. Like kind of a weird example, but just the last few years when there's been a big push for diversity in Hollywood and for casting that isn't always putting white straight males first, it has started to affect me and any of my white white male friends getting as much work and as many callbacks, as many opportunities as we used to. Is that uncomfortable for us? Mm. Yes. Does that kind of suck for us? Yes. But would I want that to change? No, because it's totally reasonable and fair. And it's about time that the opportunities get spread around. And the uncomfortability that I feel being like, wow, so that's what it's like. Mm. Just not having opportunities thrown at your feet constantly. That must be what it's been like. So maybe we should continue trying to make that fair for everybody. Very well said, knowledge is a good teacher, experience is the ultimate teacher. Having an actual experiential dynamic connected to the lesson provides a more fuller context. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments and provide some update. Okay, um, don't forget about the watch list, the big homie, Jared Jackson. After you watch Unbossed with Nina Turner, I want you to stay tuned for the watch list. JR shares his take on stories you should be paying attention to in news, politics, culture, current events, sports, and more. Subscribe to the watch list and watch live daily, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time. Go to youtube.com forward slash watch list TYT. All right, podcast, indisputable. Um, we have now reached the 1 million downloads mark. That makes us among the top 5% of podcasts in America among listeners. I appreciate everybody's support. This is Iron Sharpens Iron. Whenever you miss Indisputable, 
You can always catch up on a full episode by simply checking out the podcast, full episode every day. All right, we put that out there every day. Listen to Indisputable on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Also, it'd be great if you could rate the show five stars. Thank you in advance. Here go. Nostra Science says, the racist white MAGA myopic CRT movement reminds, reminds me of the precursor events to the Scopes trial where a public school teacher was put on trial by anti-intellectual Christian fundamentalists for teaching evolution. Very similar, we actually learned about cases like this in law school where educators who either A, had a lifestyle that administrators did not like or B, taught an actual science that's a proven science, not even theoretical, that they were placed not only on trial civilly, but some of them were arrested criminally, all right. We have, you don't like my music, um, we don't get to choose our parents. That's why I'm a socialist. <laughs> All right, um, Shola Z41, why can't this CRT debate be done with? Them, ban CRT, me, it's not being taught, so technically it's pre-banned. <laughs> Love it, great job. All right, um, I got a question for everybody, what? In the red state hell. You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen. I made the conscious decision to stop washing my hands. I think when I was in college. Was it college for you? I don't know, that's the, that's what I remember because one of my good friends from college also doesn't wash her hands. And it was like, how oh, we had that bonding experience. She, one day I was like, I, I'm, I'm just not gonna wash them. She was like, I'm not either, I don't wash my hands. I don't really trust people that wash their hands because well, one, I don't think it does anything no. to actually wash. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything to actually wash them. I do wash if I they go number two. They didn't used to wash them back in like the back way back in the day when they didn't have and you would go to the bathroom around the outhouse. Nobody washed their hands then, and there was less diseases. I sometimes like when my roommates tell them I'll have to like turn the water on because I'm like I don't want them to think I'm like disgusting. I'll like text. I'll like turn the water on and like take a text break. <laughs> no, and be literally, like, I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> when you're at work and someone that you know goes into the cell, you're like, well, I guess I'll fake washing my hands now. We're always in the bathroom with Kate. And I'm always like, we also don't show. Now there are some things that um, I say, listen, this is a black issue. Um, I'm going to provide commentary on it. Uh, but Ben, I have to say, dear brother, uh, this may be a white issue. Uh, and I need you to explain to us, why is it that everybody they know don't wash their hand. I did not see this coming. Can you explain well, this to us? Sure, Doc. It's simple. It's because okay. it's because back in the day when there was outhouses, there was less diseases <laughs> based on the scientific <laughs> explanation of this lady. And also the life expectancy was like 32 and everybody died of dysentery. But other right. than that, it was fine. Uh, they don't wash their hands because as the woman very clearly said, because washing them doesn't like wash them. <laughs> so clearly she didn't even learn the whole birthday song tip in the pandemic. She didn't realize, maybe she didn't realize soap needs to be involved. I'm as confused as you are on this. Okay, all right. Um, let's put the picture up for a mask because when I first heard 
one young lady say, hey, I don't wash hands. All right, you know, that's on you, but obviously this is not the majority opinion. And then she said, but I bonded with another person who said the same thing. And then the co-host said, girl, I don't wash my hands either. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? If anybody has information that can help us get to the bottom of this, please share because I think there's something else going on here, Ben. Uh, and I think we may have, listen, I think we may have found another intersection of Karenicity. I cannot conclusively say these are two Karens, but damn it, if the evidence proves that Karens do not wash their hands, this is a new scientific discovery. Would well, you not doc, maybe, maybe you're onto something there. Maybe yeah. it's because if you're gonna be a Karen and you're gonna wag your finger in someone's face, it's more effective if it's an unwashed finger. There it is. I think we just cracked the code here, dear brother. All right, uh, Ben, tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work and your upcoming comedy show. I love it. Uh, I'm doing Gleeb off the top, crowd work and improvised madness on April 1st, April Fool's Day at Nowhere Comedy online worldwide. You can get a ticket at nowherecomedy.com or bangleeb.com. You can also watch my new hour special, The Mad King on YouTube for free. It's been pretty critically acclaimed, I'm proud to say. You can get links to all of it at Ben Glebe on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Just my link in bio has links to all of it. So follow me there as well. I release two or three stand-up comedy videos every single week for free for you to enjoy. Ben Glebe is one of the funniest and smartest cat in the game, brother. I appreciate all that you do. Same. All right. So nice to be with you again. Same. Remember, take care of yourself. Take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable. Welcome to Indisputable, I'm your host, Dr. Rashad Richard. We got a lot happening today, but what do we do on this show? We tell the truth, you know why we tell the truth? Because the truth is simply indisputable. Rashad, great to be here, congratulations on the new show. And I gotta let everybody know that Rashad and I go way back. Here's the pattern that we see in all of these Karen stories. They think they own stuff they do not own. Now, where does that come from? I don't know, maybe slavery. Maybe they think they should still own black people. This is what happens when Karens weaponize the police. When you're used to privilege, equality seems like oppression. It hits you in a certain way when someone is holding you against your will, treating you like you're a criminal and you're an innocent person. This is something that black people face no matter where they are. A stronger black economy lends itself to a stronger, greater economy. Don't think it's exclusive of you, it's inclusive of you. What's your beef with critical race theory? It adds more fuel to the fire of the racist tendencies that we already have. We have a generation of problem solvers that can remedy the problem if they are properly taught what the problem is. You know who created redlining in this country? Mm-hmm. The white liberal. I, I, don't, I don't give a damn who created it. If it's no, a I, racist I, I, policy, racist policy. Shelly, here's what I don't to. know. I don't know. See, there you go filibustering, brother. You're scared of this truth, but you're gonna get it, though.